Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That's So Neat. I'm your host, Neetu, and today's neat topic is we're going to be talking about limb difference awareness. Um, so I have a guest with me today named Rindeep who has a limb difference. So she's going to talk about her experience and the different work that she is doing um, with our South Asian community and just in general. Um, but yeah, before we jump in, this is an opinion-based podcast. All opinions, thoughts, and views are expressed of my own and do not represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which I have been, am now, or will be affiliated with in the future so without further ado let's roll the intro music as you guys heard me in the intro i have a very special person on the pod once again we brought her back we didn't scare her away so that's a good thing hi rindy hey how's it going you didn't scare me yet Good, how are you? I know, right? I feel like there's many other things that have scared us in terms of dating that I'm I highly doubt. We're the only two normal people in each other's lives, so it's fine. I think so. I think so. Um, so today we're gonna be talking, we're gonna divert, it's gonna be very different than our first podcast. We're gonna talk about limb difference awareness. Um, so Rindik, do you wanna kind of take the lead here and tell us what limb difference is and all the work you do around it? Yes, absolutely. So I was actually born with um, amniotic band syndrome. Um, It's congenital, which means it was from birth. Um, There's two forms of limb difference, which one is from birth and one is what happens later on in life where there's amputees. So for me, I was born with essentially no fingers. I had a pinky and a thumb and a thumb on my right hand. So I had to have reconstructive surgery to basically reform fingers for me and they used um they created digits and they used skin grafts to basically give me those digits um my feet actually or my toes are still joint they haven't had the surgery only one is my right foot is normal uh still normally functioning where my left one my left one is still conjoined and it's weird because my left hand is less impacted than my right hand and my right foot is less impacted than my left foot. Right. Um, it's very neat because not there's I've never seen a similar case. Right. Everybody's situation is very different. Yeah. Some people are missing a complete arm or a leg or like it could be your face. It could be very many different things. So it's neat. It's a it was a work in progress. I growing up, it was really tough, especially in our South Asian community being you know, as they would describe dif- different, it was, it was difficult growing up in that community. But I think after a lot of self-work, a lot of, you know, to work, to get to where I am today, I'm finally able to talk about it. Whereas probably, I think even four years ago, I was not comfortable even going out to the Gordwara or going to parties with my parents, because I always thought people would stare and judge me. Right. So you know, I find making a difference to kind of spread awareness to make it easier for certain parents who don't know what to expect or younger kids that are, you know, you're struggling because you don't know what you can and can't do when you grow up. It's it's hard even as a parent to see that I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like especially when you touched on it, like the judgment from our community, right? So how, when did you feel that you became more aware of it, um, of the judgment, of what people were saying about you? When do you feel it kind of 
click to you that you were different um, because I know we had talked uh, even previous outside of this podcast of your family was so supportive of you all the time and they really accepted you for who you are when do you think that shifted and other people started making you feel um, different yeah like my family I will I think the reason why I am so strong is because of my family I've never been by anybody none of my cousins um, nobody in my family has ever treated me any different than basically all my other cousins. But I was probably, when I was younger, I was at the Gordora and I could hear this auntie talking about me. And that was one of the first times where I was like, oh goodness, somebody's talking about me. And of course you're at a Gordora, you don't expect somebody to talk about you there. Right. So it's, that was very hard. Um, and then as I got older, I started to notice, like, I'd go to Indian functions and people would say, she's so pretty, but look at her hands. Oh, she's so pretty, but this. And even till this day, sometimes I do hear, oh, she's so gorgeous, but this is the only problem with her. And it's like, no, it's not a problem. First of all, everybody has a flaw. And okay. being pretty doesn't mean anything. I could be beautiful and be such a horrible person. Yeah, It's how I am as a person. And that was when I started to realize that people actually judge me. People actually stare at me or growing up when I would hear people say comments about my hands. I had this one guy that used to make fun of me all the time in high school, in junior high. Mm-hmm. And it really does impact you mentally. I like, you know, you're self-conscious for a long time. I used to hide my hands and not even go out in public and confidently show off my hands. I would put them in my sweater and walk around with them. And yeah. it's hard as a kid. I, I don't want anyone to go through that ever. Right. And like for that, have you, did you find any programs or anything like that, that kind of helped you with um, like navigating the limb difference or anything like that, like any support groups? So younger, no, when I was younger, I did do counseling quite often, but when I was younger, there was not much available. And as social media started coming around, I started to join a couple of groups and I started to, there's one on Facebook that I'm a part of. Uh, it's just for people with limb differences, but then there's the lucky Finn project. Um, there's the impossible foundation, which I'm currently also, uh, I am actually an ambassador for. Awesome. And it's pretty neat because then you are able to talk to all these people and speak with them. But one program that I did about four years ago was a grief recovery program through the grief uh, trauma center in Edmonton. And it's a really unique concept because it was more so for people that have lost loved ones, but the doctor decided that maybe it might be something that I could, you know, take, take this course and channel through the steps of grieving and recovering and all that. And honestly, that was a game changer for me. It was something that I didn't like reading through the book, doing the activities I was able to understand a lot more of my emotions and grief and move past that. So where I was able to finally start talking about it, because I get nervous, right? Like, how do I tell people that this is what is wrong with me? I don't want to continue to keep telling people, oh, hey, I have a limb difference because it's not a problem to me. I don't want to make something that's not an issue an issue. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one thing too, like even working in um, the field of developmental disabilities with other disabilities and even physical impairments of we find that people are so focused on the quote unquote disability and they forget to see what the ability is of that person. Mm -hmm. Each person, whether they're on the autism spectrum, whether they have Dervais syndrome, whatever their diagnosis may be, it's a spectrum. So there's so many different abilities that each individual has. So it's crazy how 
automatically our society and especially in the South Asian community is programmed to point out the disability, the things you can't do, your flaws, your um, kind of areas of need for support, but they never really look at what the child or what the person can do. Right. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because I'll get people asking me, oh, how do you comb your hair? Oh, how do you type? How do you do this? Just like how you do it. That's how I comb my hair. That's I do my own makeup. I dress myself. I type for a living and I type really fast. It's it's kind of weird that people are so closed minded. And sometimes I want to ask them, like, how do you think? Like, do you have a brain? Because realistically, (laughs) like it's true, right? Like I'm born like this. I'm used to it. Like there's people that have to lose their arm later on in life and have to teach themselves. That's so discouraging to hear such horrible comments from people. How do you do this? Well, how do you use your brain? Obviously not enough. It's like, sometimes I do say that to people. Why are you pointing out a flaw that's already there, but that's how it is in our community, right? Like let's point this out because it's something negative. We very rarely draw on someone's strengths. I agree. Right. Or like, When I had started working with the Alberta government a while back, uh, seven years, about, no, over eight years ago, I remember I was told by one of my coworkers that they had sent out an email basically telling them that I was disabled to the whole office before I started. I don't understand the need of that, but it's not, it's just rude, right? Like who wants to hear that? And then when you think back to it, I was like, I get it too, because there was a girl I used to work with that used to constantly say, oh, do you tell guys before you meet them about your hands? And I'm like, do you tell guys how rude you are before you meet them? Or do you tell them how annoying you are? Or do you tell them this? Like, why do I need to tell them something that I think is normal? And I feel like nobody is normal, actually. Every single person out there is different. So it's just so discouraging. And especially when I hear stuff in the community, like, oh, she's so pretty, but only if she had this, but only if she had that. It's like, no, only if you had a brain yeah. is what I want to say to a lot of the people. It's very hard growing, getting past that. It took so long right. for me to finally stand up and say, you know what? I'm okay with myself, but maybe you need to work on you. It's not my problem that you are not a good person. That's not on me. And I couldn't even talk about it. Like I used to break down in tears because our community has made it so bad to be, to not be like everyone else. And I don't even want to say it's because that's nobody's normal, but they've, they've basically looked down on me for being this way. Yeah. And it's really hard. It took me a long time to be able to even talk about it. Right. And do you think that, do you think that it comes from, and sometimes I think about this with myself, I'm like, do you think that people's judgment comes from ignorance, like not knowing, like not knowing what your abilities are. So they draw into like something that they see is different. I think so. But I also think it could come with the fact of just, you know, how they just don't filter things and are yeah. like, they're just arrogant. They don't like imagine being a mother and having to hear like going to a function and having to hear some lady behind you talking about your daughter's disability or deformity or birth defect, you know, imagine how it would feel even as a mother where you can't even go out in public and have a peace of mind and not realize that you look over and your daughter's in tears. Just as a mom, even my, like, you know, my parents would never do that. My aunts and uncles, my cousins would never do that. Yeah. But I just am shocked that there's people in this world that actually are like that. And there's yeah. 
poor kids that have to go through that every day. Yeah. And I think that's just the thing. And I, I, this is, this is what I want from this podcast in general is what are we doing now? Like, obviously our parents' generation is long gone. Like we really can't, we can have these conversations with them, but how much are they actually going to change? They've kind of gone beyond that point, but this is something that we as now first generation, second generation here in North America need to take a look at. And we need to make sure that we're making that change. We need to make sure that we aren't imposing our own judgments. I always say this to people um, before having kids, it is so important that you take a look at yourself and you address any insecurities, any like emotional stuff, any trauma before you bring another child into this world, because they are going to inherit that. What do you think now these new parents or this generation should be doing to support more inclusion within the South Asian community? I think teach, like, I find it so important to teach your children that it's okay for every single person to be different than you. Um, I have nephews. I have nieces. They're very different. They're so polite. They don't ask. They don't stare. They've been raised to know that that is normal. Yeah. And I feel because when you see somebody in a wheelchair, we don't look at them, yeah. right? Yeah. So why do people look at me? Why do people look at somebody with a missing limb? Yeah. It's We don't stare at somebody in a wheelchair. We don't go ask, oh, hey, what happened? Or, oh, did this happen? Did you get burnt in a fire because your hands are darker? Yeah. You know, the assumptions are what's hurtful to people. So I think it's very important to teach your kids that it's okay to be, you know, not have certain things that everybody else has. It's okay to not have you know, a hand or a leg or to be in a wheelchair or to require extra help. But I think it's important to teach your kids that because if we don't, that's where the bullying starts or we just continue that same cycle that we've had for the past, you know, hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And I also think, and to touch on that as well, is just if you see someone who has a difference, normalize it. Mm-hmm. Don't, I feel like there's so many times and I think about this for myself of like, if I was little and I saw someone who was in a wheelchair, um, my BB automatically be like, Dekhi da hunda. Dekhi da hunda. don't look at them, like look away kind of thing. And so as a child, obviously, if you can't look at something and you're an adult telling you to look away or telling you that it's, it's a bad thing, you associate that, right? Of like with yeah. fear or whatever that may trigger in you. Because if you're, if an adult's yelling at you, like, no, don't look, don't look, it's rude to look. And then you look away it's reinforcing the idea that being different is bad, right? Yeah, I agree. Whereas like now with even like kids, if there's someone and they see, oh, why is that person in a wheelchair? But oh, some people use wheelchairs to help them move around. That's okay. You know, everybody everybody moves around in space in a different way. Whatever you want to say to make it a bit more uh, real and not taboo, right? Because the yeah. thing is, first thing we do when kids ask us questions about someone being different, because kids are pure, p- purest mm-hmm. human beings ever. So when they ask us questions, it's never from a place of um, like harm or like a bad place where they're trying to make fun of the other yeah. person. They literally are just asking because they're curious. So rather yeah. than us reinforcing the idea that that person's different is bad, we need to start having the conversation. I agree. And like, for example, my nephew, he is five and he asked me, Ui, what happened? And I kind of told him like, look, you know, and kids are curious. He was so polite. This was probably over three years ago. And I said, 
you know, Savi, everybody's, you know, different. Not everybody's, you know, everybody's going to look like this. But he was just born like this and that's okay, right? And he's like, oh, that's okay. And he never asked again. And that's how actually even my little cousin, same thing with her. I've had to do the same thing and I had to explain to her. And, you know, and she's never asked. And she's so accepting of other people. Like there's somebody in her class that has autism and she's so polite, so accepting. And she... And it's normal to her, right? And I feel like that makes a difference. Like even to my, and even to our nephew, I'm normal, right? Yeah. Like he doesn't think of it as any different. And I think that is the biggest thing. Or like I have cousins that are much younger than me. My brother's ten years younger than me, and they've never like when we were younger. I remember one the younger cousin, his teacher said he helps one of the kids that's in a wheelchair. He's so polite. All the other kids are standoffish, and it's because he was raised that way to know that it's okay. It's normal, right? This is, this is normal. Yeah, it is. And that's just the thing. And like, truly, what is normal, man? Everybody has their quirks. Everybody has things that are different about them of like, why, why are we putting everybody in a box? If anything, that's one thing about the uh, society I absolutely can't stand is that we put everybody in a box, right? So it's so many times that even people hear what I do for a living and they go, oh, those kids are so lucky to have you. No, what do you mean they're lucky to have me? I'm so lucky that I have them. These kids are truly the most resilient human beings that the average man is nothing compared to them because of what they've achieved in three or four years of their life you know what I mean so I agree it's just one of those things of like us as a society we really need to change it especially in the South Asian community because it enough is enough man we got to stop talking shit we got to stop talking about each other and we really need to be more accepting of people who are different like we could be we could thrive so much if we just were kind to each other and that's the problem it's we we've basically diminished people to make ourselves feel better and I find that happens a lot like I've had people like for example trying to date it sucks because how do I have to tell why do I need to tell a guy and then all of a sudden instead of a guy saying hey I'm not okay with it they just disappear just be real yeah. Like, I just want to know because I wouldn't want someone like you in my life anyway, because yeah. what if something happened to me 10 years down the road? Anything can happen. Yeah. We need to be more accepting. And I feel like we are such closed minded people in our community that we actually, we could keep continuing that cycle. And how are we going to teach the younger generation? The only way it's going to break is if we start using our brains and accepting other people. We can't be mean and people are mean. That's exactly it. And people are horribly mean um so the next little part uh that we have today Rindeep is I actually asked on my Instagram account for people to submit any questions that they may have um the first question that I got submitted is um do you struggle with self-confidence and activities of daily living despite having become an advocate for limb differences so with self-confidence no I used to I used to really 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 have a hard time but the past four years I don't I don't think about it it's not something that I ever even I don't feel bad that I that I'm different like that I have you know don't have the prettiest fingers right but to me they're pretty yeah and I don't look at them and say oh why me I used to I used to look at them and really think why me my luck my luck is horrible like this is so tough I've had it so hard but then now I always think positive I've looked at the positive outweighs the negative for me because I am doing what I want to do. I am strong Mm -hmm. and I'm happy with myself. I don't 
lack the self-confidence. I used to, but not anymore. Yeah. And my day-to-day activities, I don't, I don't struggle doing anything. I've never struggled. I mean, sometimes my hands do hurt because of some of the surgeries I've had, but that doesn't affect my daily routine ever. And it's never affected my daily routine. Also filtered out negative people. So anybody that, you know, over the past maybe four years, I have only people in my life that I am positive around. No, but I have no one in my life that will bring me down because I used to have people that they would say things or or I would hear things and I would be like, do they mean it that way? Mm. And I would be so hard on myself. So with my self-confidence comes the people that are around me. They also lift me up and they've made me a better person. So if people that are in my life today are in my life for a reason and the ones that I don't talk to, there's a reason not to be mean that they're not really close with me anymore. I only keep close people around me. And that's just it, right? It's just like you have to keep your circle gold to remain gold. And that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. Um, The next question we have is what's something that people seem to misunderstand about you? That's a good question. Um, I think one of the things is people, a lot of people think I'm a burn victim. Um, I get people have assumptions. That's one of the hardest things because people assume. And I wish people would just ask and, you know, politely say, Hey, if you don't mind me asking, what happened? Right. I would rather that than somebody say, oh, did you get burned? Because there are people out there that have, and that is very tough to deal with. But everybody has their own story. And I and to assume that somebody is a specific way or to assume that it's even like I've had people say, oh, it must be genetic, which it's not. It's mm-hmm. very, it kind of comes off as like they're trying to attack you. Yes. So I think that was one thing that that's an assumption that people have that is genetic and that my fingers were cut off in an accident or burnt in a fire, but you know, it, they weren't. So I just feel like that's sometimes the assumption that I don't, that I have a hard time dealing with. Yeah. Um, the last question, this is actually a funny question. Um, it says, where is it? If you had a billboard, what would the billboard say? Oh, I would be on the billboard, obviously. <laughs> yes, you would, girl. Yes, you would. Honestly, and it wouldn't be it about Arista. Be... It would not be a Arista ad. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, if I had a billboard, that makes me laugh. Like, of course, I'd be on it. Duh. But no, I would love to have, if I had a billboard, I would love to have different limb differences featured on that billboard in a group picture. I would love that. Like, I... One thing I wanted to do, but then COVID happened is I wanted to host like somewhere like Banff or just somewhere to just host an event just for people with limb differences. So we could get together and have a weekend to kind of, you know, go through certain like, you know, go through yoga and do all these like a retreat. And I really wanted to do that, but then COVID had happened. So I haven't looked into it. So hopefully when things get better, I will, but I would love on to, on a billboard, just feature people with different, like, you know, have a group picture with different limb differences. Yeah. Well, there's no other questions, but Randeep, is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know before we sign off and say bye-bye? Yes. Well, if they have any questions, they could always reach out to me directly, or there is a Lucky Finn project. They have a really good page and they share quite a bit of stories on there. There are quite a bit of people impacted by it. So it's kind of nice to have other people be educated. So we do start spreading awareness because it is impacting a lot of people and I've seen it more and more. I've run into people now more than ever because I've never knew like you know the community was so much smaller but I've seen people that have limb differences so it'd be nice to spread awareness and people just educate themselves 
Yeah. And so I will link all of those uh, links. Prandeep's going to send them to me and I will put them in the description. And I'll also take her um, on her page, uh, the Instagram post. So you can follow me. It's at That's So Neat um, on Instagram. And it's the same on TikTok. And yeah, well, thank you so much, Randeep, for coming on again. We are going to have a dating part two episode. So uh, just our misfortunes. They're never ending, never ending. It's so funny. You know what, though? Actually, um, the most listened to episode, like out of the top three, I have three of them. The dating one is one of them. So clearly, people like to hear about our misfortunes. I'm glad that you assholes. <laughs> they probably good. think they're made up stories, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad that you assholes like to hear about our misfortunes. Let's <laughs> just say that we don't want them anymore. So does someone uh, take them away from us? Give us something normal, please. We don't want to talk about it. But yeah, that's all for today's episode. Thank you again, Rindeep, so much for coming on. Um, and we'll talk to you soon. And everybody else, have a great. Uh, a day.